Now, we all know that Christmas is the time when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Whether he was actually born on December the 25th or some other time, actually it doesn't matter, doesn't it? Right? Every year, we celebrate the Agong's birthday. Was the Agong born on that day? No. Right? It's, but it's okay. Right? The important thing is that he was born. Uh, and as a nation, Malaysia, we agreed to celebrate on this day. And uh, we do so uh, in respect uh, for the Agong and in respect for the constitutional monarchy of this country. But why do we celebrate the birthday of King Jesus? What's so good about his birth? What, what's the reason we make such a big deal about his coming? That's not a rhetorical question. Now, it is a rhetorical question, so no need to answer. I will answer. Okay? Okay. Right. In our gospel reading uh, today that we just read, Jesus is speaking to a Jewish leader named Nicodemus. Uh, and it's being recorded for us by the Apostle John. Uh, because they don't use quotation marks in those days, we're not sure where Jesus' speech finishes and where John's comment starts, but it doesn't matter because both are part of God's Word, the Bible. Uh, and the passage actually gives us good reason to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Because it tells us that Jesus came from heaven to die for us so that we can have eternal life by believing in Him. Jesus came from heaven to die for us so that we can have eternal life by believing in Him. And we'll see each of these things in turn as we look at the passage. All right? First of all, we discover from the passage that Jesus came from heaven. In fact, He is unique in that regard. Have a look with me at verse 13. Verse 13, here's what it says. No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. What does this mean? Now, when Jesus says he's the only one who has come from heaven, he's the only one who's been in heaven, what he's talking about is the fact that he's the only one who has experienced the inner life of God. Right? The Bible shows us that within God, there's, there's three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each is fully God. Each enjoy a relationship of eternal love, one with another. The Son, God the Son, is the eternal Son of the Father. He's been with the Father from all eternity. But this eternal Son is the one who came from heaven to be born at Christmas. God became human. He became from heaven to be what verse 13 calls the Son of Man. The Son of Man. Many years before this, uh, the prophet Daniel spoke of one like the Son of Man, a human one who would rule the whole world. And people from every tribe and language and nation would worship Him and serve Him. Jesus said that He is that Son of Man. And He is the real human one, the one who humans are meant to be like, but we all fail. And He is the one whom God has appointed to be a ruler of the whole world. But Jesus tells us He's not just the Son of Man. He is also God the Son who came from heaven. He's the one who knows God on the inside. He is the perfect expression of God the Father. And so He is the one, the only one, who really can reveal God to humans. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but he came from heaven. 
The second thing we see here about the coming of Jesus is what he came to do. Jesus came from heaven to die for us. And to explain this, Jesus refers to an incident that happened about 1,500 years uh, before he was born. Uh, at that time, God had rescued his people from slavery in Egypt, uh, the, the, and the, he was leading them through the desert towards the promised land, the land that he promised their forefathers. But on the way, they rebel against God again and again and again. And in one such incident, God punished them by sending in poisonous snakes. And many were bitten and died. But then they admitted their sin. They cried out to God for mercy. And God heard them. God told Moses, their leader, to make a bronze snake and to put it up on a pole. And God promised that if anyone who was bitten looked at that snake, then they would live. Jesus said, verse 14, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. As we go on in John's Gospel, we actually discover what this means. Jesus Himself would be lifted up like that bronze snake. He would be lifted up and nailed to a cross where He would suffer for our sins on our behalf. He would take our place under God's curse, under God's punishment, under God's anger. And He would do that so that God could forgive us all our sins without saying that the things that we've done wrong is okay. He would die for us so that God could take away our guilt and give us a clean slate. And like the people who looked at that snake in the wilderness and were saved from the punishment that they deserved, we can look at the cross of the Lord Jesus and be saved from the punishment that we deserve. But God had to become man for that to happen. For only a human can die a human death for humans. Only a human can pay the penalty of human sin. Only a human can represent humans before God. Yet sin is so big and it's against God who is so infinitely big and holy that only the infinite God is able to ever finish paying for it. That is why God the Son, who for all eternity has been in the Father and drawing the mutual love of the Trinity, had to become a human being if we were to be saved. And the good news is that He did that. He became a little baby in Bethlehem. Jesus came from heaven to die for us. The third thing we see by the coming of Jesus is, is what He came to achieve. Jesus came so that we can have eternal life. At the next verse, verse 16, it must be the most famous verse in the whole Bible. Uh, here's how it starts. Verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. That's us, lah. Huh? Uh, the world is, is, is people in rebellion against Him. And God loves people. And that includes every single person, every single person in this room. I still find it amazing that God even knows the darkest secrets of my heart better than I know myself. And yet He still loves me. 
And that's the same for you. God really loves you despite the fact that you haven't treated Him properly. God really loves me despite the fact that I've sinned. God knows everything that you and I have done. He still loves us. And the Bible says in verse 16, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. The word perish there means to die under the judgment of God. And it's because God loves us that He doesn't want that for us. It's because God loves us that He does not want to face, want us to face the eternal condemnation for our sins. It's because God loves us that He wants us to be forgiven and enjoy eternal life with Him. It's because God loves us that He wants us, together with all His people, to enjoy that kind of love that the Father and the Son have experienced for all eternity. And it's because God loves us and doesn't want us to perish that He gave His one and only Son to perish for us on the cross. And though Jesus died under the judgment of God, He didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead on the third day. And by doing so, He shows that He has completely dealt with sin. He can give us eternal life now. And He can raise us up on the last day to enjoy this life with His Father forever. Jesus could have come to judge us. He could have come to find us guilty of sin and send us to eternal condemnation. That would be fair. But instead, He came to save us. As it says in verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Jesus came to save us. He came to die for us so we can have eternal life. But in order to receive this life, we must believe in Him. That means we must trust Him for who He really is. Not just a prophet, not just a good teacher, not just a moral man, but the Son of Man, the ruler of everyone, God made man. It means we are to trust Him to save us from condemnation. It means we are to turn our life over to Him as our God and our King, the one who has every right to reign over us. Verse 18 says that whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Is not condemned. Not now. Shall I give up on this one and use this one? I might do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to turn this one on. Okay, how's that? Okay, good, good. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. <coughs> so whoever believes in Jesus, verse 18 tells us, is not condemned. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because Jesus has taken the condemnation for us. But for those who don't believe in him, verse 18 continues, whoever does not believe is condemned already. Right? Because 
like everybody else. Lah. All guilty of sin, all deserving God's punishment. And if we don't believe in Jesus, then we haven't been saved for it because verse 18 says, we have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And so what God is calling us to do this Christmas is to believe in Jesus. To come to Him, to trust in Him, to know Him as our Savior and our King. As John is going to put it in the following verses, that, that Jesus is God's light. He has come into the world. And we shouldn't be like those who, who run away from Him because we don't want His light to expose our sin and, and, and call us to change. You know, like you go to your kitchen at night, you turn on the lights, push the cockroaches, go, right? Don't do that lah with Jesus, okay? But come into His light. Don't hide from Jesus. We may be tempted to hide because, well, we know if we believe in Jesus, maybe we've got to live differently. But friends, the eternal life that God wants to give us is far better than whatever we leave behind. Trust Him. Be willing to turn from anything that you know is against His will. Believe His truth. Come into His light. Enjoy the forgiveness and life that God offers us in His Son. Experience release from condemnation and receive His gift of eternal life. And as the Spirit works in our hearts, we become more and more aware of His love. We will learn to love Him more and more and obey Him more and more. And we will learn to love others more and more as well. So, as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the fact that Jesus came from heaven to die for us so we can have eternal life by believing in Him. But it's not enough just to celebrate. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You. We thank You so much that You sent Your Son into the world Thank you that he came from heaven to die for us so we can have eternal life by believing in him. We pray that each one of us here will be those who truly believe. And believing help us to rejoice in your goodness, to revel in the love that you have shown us by his coming, and to celebrate Christmas because we know that you love us and gave your son for us. And help us to appreciate that love more and more. And to love you more and more. And to love others more and more as well. We pray all this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.